Welcome everyone to the Pause and Read Book Club. Today we're having just a little bit of a hangout session. Me and Drake, we're going to ask each other a few questions, um, all going to be book related. Total transparency with the podcast people, this is mostly for TikTok, but I think you're still going to enjoy the conversation anyway, and you'll get the whole uh, thing. Little, yeah, you'll get more extended answers than we give out yeah. on just the short form. If TikTok you want to hear content. the usual banter, I guess. And of course, I, I assumed already, we're going to answer our own questions as well. I know we're yeah, like yeah, directing Yeah, we'll add it. a little bit after. Yeah, not like yeah. full, I feel like, but what is the most important quality of a book to you? Oh. Super, yeah, super. I feel like it's not, it's an easy one. I think it's a good question. Yeah. The most yeah. important quality. <sighs> the pages. If it doesn't have pages, man, I can't. I'm out. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, let's keep it simple. Like, characters, plot, mm-hmm. I'd say overall fun, like we were kind of talking about earlier. Um, and then, of course, how well it's written. Like, yeah. you know? I think, I think we both kind of learned this reading The Fisherman, is that the most important quality of a book is how fun or how enjoyable it is to read. Because no matter how good the story is or the plot or how much you enjoy the characters, if it's just straight up a, a slog to get through, you're not going to enjoy it as much as you would as a book that so maybe like, wasn't as well written, but okay. you enjoy reading it more. So like someone that uses like a lot of prose and really heavy on the detail, it yeah. might not be as good if something that's simply fun and enjoyable. To... Yeah, it's like, it's like the reason that you might go back and read your favorite sci-fi book eight times but you only read Lord of the Rings once in your life. So hard to digest. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the same for me. I think just overall fun. And I'm not going to say bingeability, but I feel like that makes it so good. Like, even if it might not be as well written. This I actually have great comparisons with the books I'm reading. Same as Fisherman. And along with, uh, I mentioned last time, a, a superhero book I was reading. Nowhere near as well written, but mm-hmm. it was fun. I read like 300 pages in two days yeah but it wasn't deep it wasn't anything but it made it i just liked it so much more simply because of that i think characters is a close second i'm a big character yeah, guy but consider Phlebas. who consider it's a sci-fi book oh. don't worry about it. i'm sure it's very popular some people probably read it but i did not really vibe with the main character of the book so even though it's super cool it's like a really cool sci-fi universe um but it was just kind of hard for me to get too interested because I didn't care about the main character. So if I don't care about him, what, what's the point of reading the book? You know? That is true. I uh, A lot of my booktubers say the same thing, which I haven't, I mean, I can't really relate to yet, I feel like. But a lot of them say, like, the story was great, the action, whatever, was amazing, but they hated the main character and they wish they would just, they honestly wish for their downfall. Yeah, that's I find myself doing that too. It's like... I hope this is a tragic book. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't gotten to that yet, so I, I can't really understand. But do J.K. Rowling's transphobic comments ruin Harry Potter for future generations of young book readers, or do you think that parents that care about her comments will just look past that and still give Harry Potter to their kids because it's such a popular series, or do you think that's going to wane off in the future because of how she ruined her legacy? I don't think. It will matter for the vast majority of people. I feel like unless you're someone that's, you know, had to deal with that in your own life, or you think very heavily about these topics, then yes, you'll probably it probably hit you pretty hard. 
I think the vast majority will look past that and just write it off as the author. Now, future works that she do, may do, mm-hmm. you could discount that. That makes sense. But Harry Potter is so like, what's the word for it? Yeah, it's like a phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, it's so lasting, forever, forever lasting. I don't think you can take away from that just by the author messing up. Because I, I do not hold the author accountable. Like, I don't hold it to the same regard as the book and the stuff right. they make. Separate the art I from the separate artist. it. I know yeah. some people will hear stuff like that and never touch it again out of respect mm-hmm. for whatever. Comments are one thing. You know, she's yeah. a big... I, I am a big separate the art from the art. Like, I love Harry Potter. And I don't think it matters that a, a bigot wrote it. I mean, on some, on some level it does. Like, you shouldn't go parading around saying I love J.K. Rowling. Yeah. And like, but you can still say you love Harry Potter without... Yeah. Feel like you're inflicting a wound into also, a it's demographic been, of people. It's also been so long. That she yeah. did that so long ago. Yeah. If she would have just released it and then the next day release all this stuff, I'm like, that's kind of strange. But it's been so long. Also, it's I, its feel like thing. It's a, I feel like it's a... We're in like a circle where people care about that information, like care about her comments. But I do feel like 90% of people, maybe even higher, do not care what J.K. Rowling has to say. And yeah. it doesn't even cross their mind. Like if a, like if my grandma was going to buy books for like one of my nieces or something for their birthday, she's not going to look at Harry Potter and think, oh, can't buy that. Cause that's, that's also another <laughs> you know? thing, which is true. No one's, no new fans of a series, I'd say 99%, do not look into the author yeah. at all. Even J.K. Rowling is a huge name, but even like normal book readers probably wouldn't even really think about yeah, it. I know I mean, so little about all the books I've read, their, their authors. The only one I know is Adrian Tchaikovsky because I follow him on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. But like, like Giles Christian that we just read, couldn't even tell you what he looks like. He can do whatever he wants. About him. Yeah. And not, unless it's like, I think maybe when we do this for another 10 or so years, we're still reading. I feel like a lot of people like to really care about the author and read everything from them i don't think yeah. we're at that point since yeah. we're so fast-paced right now it may hit us eventually but right now i don't think it really matters yeah this one's really simple too an ideal length of a series for you standalone series? standalone trilogy okay i don't really how else to phrase it but you know what i'm saying standalone would you rather a trilogy a duology okay. so on okay. so forth okay i see what you mean yeah. i thought you meant for a book no but no. no okay that's a different question yeah um pretty simple I think you got to go with three. It's just such a natural build-up because I've read two series where a fourth book comes out and the fourth book is always like an anthology series of just other stories about this character and I don't care about that. I want to know the main story for any of you Warhammer listeners. This will definitely be cut out of the TikTok. (laughs) The Eisenhorn series. No one. (laughs) The fourth book, The Magos. Is not interesting. I, I don't care. I want to know about the overarching plot. And I I want it to stop when the story's over. I don't need more from a character just because they're a compelling character. Yeah. So I think three books. If your story is content and or completed. And you feel like I could write another book. But it's not going to be as good. Just don't. Leave it I, at three. Let your three stand by itself. That is so hard to do for authors I feel like. Because you're chasing the money. I feel like yeah, but, they, all, they all write fifteen books. So uh, I want to say, does that does your point still stand if it's like um, a universe, or the Cosmere, or um, 
like the uh, first law where it's like three trilogies a part of this no i think if it's a universe it makes you, sense if you're the, as long as you stay within the rules of your universe and future series don't ruin your original one like you don't change rules and like oh this could have happened in the original one so you mean it's a different plot. branch you're fine with yeah, a different if branch you, as, if you branch out and write 18 <clears throat> books in your series as long as they don't ruin that original three that's or you know your original one that's fine, right? As much as you want within your universe, because as an author, hard to come up with a universe. It's hard to balance all the rules and dynamics. And if you want to just keep writing in that, go ahead. I definitely agree. I feel like everyone's, it's a pretty common with a trilogy. It's pretty perfect. Now, yeah. I will say, I feel like, I feel like four to six. I feel like if you're going to do it, you mm -hmm. go all the way to six. Don't do four. I think, same with you, I think it's a weird stopping point. It's like a weird, I don't know why, if it's just how our brain works. Yeah, I think it is just. Yeah, yeah. but I feel like, I almost, you know, like, Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archives is supposed to be ten. I think stuff like that, it has to make sense. It has to be such a huge story that you're building up to that it makes sense. And it also depends on pace, too. Yeah. But it kind of depends on what you give yourself, like what your story's about. Like, yeah. Brandon very lucky with how he set it up to where it is a universe but other stuff it's like you know yeah i mean it is difficult to know when you start <laughs> writing a book is this gonna need 10 books yeah but i feel like you can sort of know oh this is just a one book plan this is a more yeah. of a trilogy or this is oh this is a bigger story i need a plan for way more books in the future well let's go back to harry potter that's kind of a weird one isn't it i mean it's six that's kind of like a yeah it also ends pretty perfectly. And I, well, you know. Well, it is the end, like, it's a definite end. Yeah. There's no, there's no room to be like, when Harry Potter was 40 years old, this happened. It's yeah. like, no, 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 yeah. the book ends. It's over. So no standalone? I feel like standalone's hard for me. Standalones are fine, but, like, we're reading a standalone right now, but. I just want more. I think that's, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. I don't want it to end, so I think it, it's more it like. It also depends, like, in our heads, we're probably thinking of, like fantasy and sci-fi but like there's no horror most yeah most other genres well besides romance but those goes on be like 40 book series books. yeah those don't count that's um, true there's no like, horror is there any horror show i mean I, I know there probably are there probably are no I big ones though i don't none well the dark tower is the, the one that's i true. think of but uh you're not gonna be like man i wish the odyssey was three books yeah <laughs> like, that's, no. it, see the thing is about horror you can't have sustained horror. In my view, like, what's going to... You kind of want it to end because it has yeah. to end, like, because it's gruesomely all, or something. Like, one of the most important aspects of horror is pacing. Yeah. So, if you're... If you just keep extending it, it's like... You can only stay scared for so long. Eventually... You get bored. Yeah, you're going to get bored or you're going to start to, like, make a joke of the horror because you can't yeah. keep something scared. Unless, of long. course, the horror is the, the subplot of something like yeah. Stephen King's stuff. Yeah, if the horror is in the background, that's probably a little bit easier. But you can't have, like, a ghost story going for 20 yeah. books. It's not going to work. Yeah, fantasy is one of the few that you continue on. And yeah. sci-fi. Sci-fi probably more so. Because you... Yeah. With ever-expanding universe, yeah, you can really get weird with it. You're not limited by time. I think so it's like, worse, though. I think it's the problem with sci-fi. Because fantasy you can build on because it's pure, yeah. mostly mythology, you know, whatever. But sci-fi is like, uh, don't want to keep... Yeah, well, <laughs> what's cool about fantasy is, like... If you're into history at all, then if you write long enough in a, a, um, a fantasy book, you could be like, 
you could have your original main character say come up in like a history book about like past rulers and sci-fi a little bit weirder to do that because in sci-fi you probably have to have bigger time jumps to make sense to keep going with the setting yeah. or instead of going forward in time you just move to a totally different plot at the same period because you have the whole universe to work with not the small or relatively small fantasy world that yeah. you have in fantasy books this one's definitely more of a personal question when you read do you envision yourself as the main character like do you put yourself in their shoes or do the characters or the main character exist totally separate and you view it as you're just hearing a story about someone or do you personify personify yourself as the main character do people do that do you do that no <laughs> i've never heard of that yeah no i hmm i guess i see it as if i'm watching a movie if that makes sense i yeah. see it past i don't see me in the story or at all it's just like i guess the best way to describe it is like a like a um like a what's it called like a 2d game or just like it's flowing. A side scroller? Side scroller, where it's just like it's happening and I'm just like watching it and it's like filtering through, filtering through. Yeah, I figured we would have the same answer for this question. <laughs> I don't think, but there's no way people do that. I don't know. Well, okay. I need to see people. <laughs> Leave a comment, <laughs> you sick person. Yeah, because I don't <laughs> yeah. know what. No, but I'm sure like everyone has power fantasies after you read a series where you like maybe after you finish a book, you imagine yourself in that universe. Hmm. I do that a lot. Well, like not where I'm the main character, but just like. Or what would I do if I were put in this, not even the main character situation, but just like if I live, if I lived in Harry Potter in the Wizarding World, what would I want to do with my life? I don't imagine myself as Harry Potter though. That's a totally different. I'm not gonna be, you know, destroying Lord Voldemort. Yeah, I don't see. I don't put myself in any story at all. Like I don't even think about me in that world, really at all. Besides, I mean, obviously Harry Potter. I think it's like very general, like very like broad. Oh, I don't like powers. I could be in a, a world full of powers. I like magic. Yeah. But I'm never like stuff like I'm definitely not imagining myself in fishermen of any sort well, no. or Ender's Game. Okay, yeah, when they're more realistic, it's harder yeah. to imagine yourself. But like like Cradle, you'd be like, ooh, would I be a jade or an iron or? I do whatever. think a little bit about it, but yeah, now that I think now that I really get asked that question i don't think i really associate myself at all with it it's just more of a story i don't know yeah yeah i never really thought about it i guess i'm more like that with anime like anime i've definitely it was cooler yeah i guess maybe the powers are typically a little bit wilder. yeah well yeah and in anime it's a lot more <clears throat> the characters are usually a little bit more simplified yeah so it's easier to put yourself into an anime world or persona in your own mind, like while you're watching it or reading a manga. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. I really would like to know anyone that does do that. Next question. This one kind of breaches into another form of media. Would you rather read a great book or watch an okay series that extends for multiple seasons? It's mm. like a guilty pleasure. Like, but yeah. you could sit there and read, you could watch for hours. Or would you rather read a great mm -mm. book? Are you saying like for one day or just in general in every general time. like every time good books over like really yeah, yeah consistent series i guess this one's hard for me because i wouldn't say it's a mediocre series it's a pretty great series but i'm watching star trek at the moment 
but some, some okay well <laughs> but sometimes i come home and i'm just tired i'm like i'm just gonna watch star trek i don't have to put any effort i just look with my eyes That's and true. i can watch it but i think if i had to choose one i would choose a great book because even though you have to put more effort into it and so you have to like actually use your mind not just Imagine to read it. but you know you have to create your own imagination and interpret things maybe it's a little complicated book but you get so much more out of a book than you do a series like um like similar for us like imagine if stargate was a book series how much more compelled you would be to finish it than you are just the tv series because you know the tv series you can just go to it whenever but i feel like when it's a book series and you start it there's like the sense of underlying urgency to finish the series to see what the outcome is and even sometimes when you're really tired i don't know about you i either get completely lost in it and my mind is just running and i'm imagining everything or i don't even, i don't see anything like i'm yeah. like you're what just are they like, talking about like you're just literally it's like on a test when you read a question and don't understand you, it yeah you don't <laughs> it's exactly that like, you read a half you read a whole page and you're like where are i don't they? what just happened i don't yeah. even know what i just read but with a series I'll never have to rewind. Yeah, it. it's so yeah, easy literally... to interpret, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think ultimately, I would choose the book, even though the series is easier. Yeah, I think I choose yeah. the book as well. What is your least favorite trope in books? It's hard for me to imagine because I've read so few. I'm not annoyed by anything yet. I mean, I want to say like the. No, I was gonna say the all-powerful <laughs> main character. But I kind of like that. <laughs> it's like, kind of my thing. It's cradle. Like I really yeah. like it if it's done well. I really don't know. I don't think I have one right now. To be completely really? honest, I don't think I have a negative trope. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't yeah. been exposed enough to be like, damn, the dude's annoying. Mine is. Uh, it also it's not exclusive to books, but books do it a lot, where something exciting or world changing or, you know, something crazy happens in the story and then that chapter ends and the next chapter is something completely different or like a flashback or something boring away from the action and almost i swear like every book i've read does this but it's like something where i'm just gonna make something up but the main character is in a ship and the ship crash lands on a planet and you don't know if they survive the explosion and the next chapter starts and it's like Julio is walking through the jungle where he discovers a crash ship. And it's like, no, I want to see all of it. I want to see their struggle surviving uh, the crash and all that's of that. That's interesting because I think that does happen in literally everything. Yeah. It's kind of like multi-perspective. Yeah. You know? Actually, I will say we're reading the Priory of the Orange Tree. Mm -hmm. It took me about 80 to 100 pages to get used to constant changing perspectives multiple multiple povs mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say i don't like them but it takes me a while to get used to it because of how yeah, it fast takes a second i don't know if that's like i don't dislike it but um it was definitely hard to get used to is this the first book you've read with multiple mm -hmm. povs yes i think it's also mine i don't think i've read a book like a huge i mean it's a huge yeah i mean i've break. read books where one chapter is from another perspective yeah. but this one it's you constantly. have three to four main storylines yeah. going on at the same time so nothing yet hopefully i just never get annoyed by anything you just love every book you ever read just... yeah uh, you know that's what i'm waiting for to get burnt out but 
I'm good with that for now. This is a good one, I think. Does reading as an activity have enough of an influence on you to actually affect your mood? Ooh, that is a good question. Okay, well, to start answering this... Like, obviously, if you're sad, can you read a lighthearted book and get happy? Or right, if you're right, happy... Right, right. Okay, I'm going to start it by answering the other medium. <laughs> Television or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that, in general, my mood doesn't really affect what I would watch. Like, a, in terms of, like, a movie or... A TV show because it's like escapism. So if you're sad, it's not going to matter what you watch. Yeah, it's not going to be like, no, I can't watch this because this is yeah. mirroring myself. It's just mm-hmm. like, whatever. Um, but I do think, I think yes. I think you are correct. Because I'm usually reading multiple books at a time, aside from this month, but normally I am. I will choose what book to read based on how I'm feeling. Like if I'm stressed out or depressed or whatever, I will most likely read a Warhammer book because I can just escape into that universe and instantly, because they're all written in the same universe, it's so easy to jump into because I already know what's going on no matter what the book is. Whereas, um, let's say like like last month when reading The Fisherman, I had to be like in the mood to read that book. I couldn't just pick it up. Like, oh, I'm going to read a chapter real quick before I go to work or before I eat dinner or whatever. Like, no, I got to be in the mood to sit down and focus on this book. So I think, yeah, I think my mood does affect what book I'm willing to read and vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah. It could change. Well, we, well, I well think, it won't make you sad. It won't make is, me sad, but maybe if will I... Will you feel for the characters if something bad's happening in a book? And if you... Okay, I will say a book will never put me in a bad mood. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be pissed that... Uh, that Harry lost the Quidditch Cup. You know what I mean? We're making I'm a lot of Harry like, Potter. <laughs> I know. We aren't talking about Harry Potter a lot. I need to do something. An, um, a Junji Ito book and be upset that a character died. I'm not going to be like upset in the real world. You know what I mean? I, you're not going to call me. I can be like, I don't want to talk right now. I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading so, this book. So, but it's also like if something huge in a book happens, do you get like a, a excitement? Same yeah, for the I happiness. Do you get I that? definitely feel... Do you jump up and down? You're like, okay, well, I don't, I don't put the book down and be like, oh. whoa, it's just fucking. <laughs> but I do think, yeah, it gives you a little bit of a little boost of energy. Say after you finish um, reading, if something really interesting just happened, you're kind of like, you're not motivated to do anything, but you just feel like a sense of energy because you're kind of just like hyped at what you just read. Yeah. So I'll say. Y'all aren't going to know this about me, but I'm an extremely neutral person. It does not matter what I'm feeling. I could literally read anything whenever, and I will immediately just jump into it no matter how I'm feeling. Now, that's like emotion-wise, but like my mood as in like what I want to read, that is pretty, you know, that is dependent on how I'm feeling at that point. Like if I'm in the mood for fishermen, because... Mm. Arguably, I'm always in the mood for, like, a huge fantasy where, like, there's so many layers. Whereas The Fisherman... I, we reference the books that we read, obviously. Yeah. But, like, something... I, as far as, like, something simple and realistic, I'm not going to want to read Yeah, you're less most motivated of the time. to read it. But, no, yeah, I've definitely never felt sad about a book. I think that... Well, 
I feel like for us, that's not a big factor. But I think for a lot of people, it might maybe. Some people mm-hmm. take it really hard when something yeah. happens, like, like a character um, death. I don't care, though. I mean... Yeah. Like, I read a... It's called Darkness Take My Hand. It's like a really <clears throat> intense, depressing murder mystery book. Mm-hmm. And uh, at no point did I feel depressed or, like, disturbed by it. So it's not like... Even hit. something that dark, while in the moment, you know, I'm feeling the emotions, I'm reading it. But after I put it down, I'm not going to be, like, sad the rest of that day. Or yeah. I'm not going to have uh, an emotional response outside of the context of reading the book. Yeah. And I will say, I think we're the same for movies. I could literally watch the number one scariest movie ever. Yeah. And I will not. I'll we, leave that yeah. room or whatever, and I will not think yeah, about that again. and my brother's girlfriend... Last night, they went and watched the Smile movie. Mm-hmm. And me and Charlie, my brother, are the same way. We were both like, yeah, that was okay. And she was like, that's the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. I jumped like eight times yeah. watching the movie. I mean, granted, I watched it at home. He watched it in a theater. Yeah. But still, we both of us were like, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, Vice, on the other side of the, the spectrum, a hype moment is going to get me like... I get like a, you know, not butterflies, but like a race. Like my heart yeah. is kind of like, damn, that was pretty cool. And what happens to me when something awesome is happening or something like huge, I'll read faster. Like I'll yeah. burn, I'll start like, just like, what's happening next? What's happening next? That's why I love reading so much because I'm a fast reader already. But I like, that's what I hate about like normal TV series or whatever. Because you just got to sit there and let it unfold. But like a book, I could just read faster and see what's also, about to happen. I feel like in a book... There's always more suspense for me. In a movie, I can just sometimes I feel like I just know what's gonna happen next, and I'm just waiting for it to happen. Where in a book, when I'm like in an exciting part, I'm just turning pages. I feel like I don't know what's gonna happen. Even if I, even if it's a common trope and like it's not a groundbreaking book, because it's because of the format and the medium, I feel like I could be surprised at any moment what's gonna happen next. Good. Yeah, what was your question again? What you <laughs> does, does a book actually affect your mood? Yes um, and no. <laughs> this is my other political question. So. Man doesn't even like politics, by the way. <laughs> Recently we saw Black Panther, which has a large cast of diverse characters and multi-ethnic characters, right? Do you feel that we see characters as white because we are white? Or because characters have been predominantly portrayed as white people in um, visual media. For instance, if let's say there were more directors like Jordan Peele or just more uh, black or Indian or whatever ethnic representation in mass media, would that affect our perspective? Or does the innate reason that we see characters as white in our heads is because we are white? Because we talked about over text, we were reading prior to the orange tree. They're just like it's hard to imagine for us all of the characters being all these ethnicities. Where if it doesn't state it, our default is just white person. Yeah, I think it's an obvious association thing. Like your baseline is gonna be, and it's something I don't think about at all. That's the real thing. That's why I think when it's made to be a point, like that's mm-hmm. why. I mean, it happens in books all the time. Obviously, they're like, oh, they're tan skin. Oh, she looked pale. You know, his mm-hmm. dark uh, amber, whatever, like, uh, they said it a lot in Priory. Yeah, they, they associate it with other things, like an amber, like whatever. Yeah, uh, well, obviously, 
they're a writer. They're not going to be like, Eid was black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, of course. But like, I think the baseline is obviously just to associate yourself into the book. And then right when they, I'm told differently, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll do that. But uh, I don't think, I'm not going to say it has anything to do with like um, what directors or authors, whatever have you, since they have more popularity that um, it opens up your mind to being like, okay, I'm more open to them being a certain different ethnicity. I think it's yeah. just simply, you start yeah. reading it without thinking about that at all. And you keep it the same. Yeah, like I'm not reading with prejudice. Like I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not waiting for the characters to be white. I'm just like, but if it's not stated otherwise, just my natural imagination just goes to everyone looking like I look. My thing is, I think I'm actually a big. uh, I think it depends on the context, like with Cradle or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think you're obvious. it starts right from the beginning with the names. Obviously, it's a culture thing. Yeah. Asian culture. Immediate. I mean, yeah, that immediate is Immediate start out. But also, I don't... I don't know about you. When I read, I don't really ever have... Unless there's like a picture somewhere or it's been a movie or something, I never have a picture of what characters look like exactly in my head. Yeah. I have a vague outline because I think it's common for everyone. It's hard to hold that much knowledge. I don't think it really matters to me is a yeah. big thing until that's why I love art so much. Cause it lets you just like really picture it. Yeah. Author, put pictures in your books. That would help so much. Yeah. Just nice. I know it probably costs a lot, but obviously stormlight archives, huge. I mean, he gives everything mm-hmm. an image, but also he's huge. Has a lot yeah. of money to throw around. Cradle. It would be huge. Dude. You think with how big Cradle is, well, it's not that big like we talked about, but you think there'd be more fan art. Because how many people love the series, it's just not there, and I think that makes it hard. But I skim yeah. over details like that anyway. Yeah, it's not really uh, relevant. Yeah, a lot of times when I'm reading, it'll be like <clears throat> she had curly hair and hazel eyes. But when I'm actually reading the book, I'm not imagining any of that. Yeah. I'm just imagining general person. And I'm just imagining like simple movement. Yeah, almost a blank face, honestly. Unless they like specifically, uh, like make reference, like oh yeah. You know, like, oh, she was looking so pale that day, whatever, yeah. and or like, uh, her hair was slicked back. I was like, Tane has a oh, scar, fish-shaped yeah. scar. It's like something like that, I can imagine. But even that, even a distinct detail like that, I would, I don't imagine it scene to scene. It's only yeah, when they bring it up. Exactly. I forget about it the next time. What was the question? Why are you racist? I was just, <laughs> and do you think, this is a small follow-up, we can just say like a sentence on it. Do you think future generations of people will continue that or do you think say in the in the future when we have like more equal representation do you think people will imagine like if you grew up with all the characters being diverse in everything you read would you just always assume that they're always diverse like that would be your standard instead of like a cast of a single color I actually, I still, even though I did say it's an association thing, I still almost see it as blank for me. I don't like think it just those, doesn't exist. I don't think we're those people yeah. anyway. Until we're giving, giving a, a, you know, paint to the picture and like I mean, mm-hmm. it, I don't think about it. It's blank. Yeah. It's a loose like. Oh, maybe they're white. Until yeah. I'm told differently. So I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't it might matter I, more for some people. Yeah, but I, yeah, I do think we're the same in that. We're like. <clears throat> 
the characters almost don't even they don't have a physical form unless yeah. it's stated otherwise yeah I'm, I'm more think about who they are and yeah. how they're written as like it's more personalities corporeal not... being unless with... they're like yeah and like it's a huge unless it's a huge point um where it's like this character oh he walked up and he was huge and or, burly or like, um yeah i was about to say that like Tyrion in game of thrones where yeah. he's the dwarf it's yeah. like oh small every ugly, whatever if it's something that distinct every scene i imagine him as a dwarf but yeah if it's like John was six foot two, I will never imagine yeah. John. <laughs> just... That's just like, oh, he's the giant. Okay, yeah. I'll associate him as a giant, but it never goes deeper than that. Final question. This one, I don't know if you're going to have this knowledge on hand, as I note. I don't know if you have this knowledge on hand. <laughs> <laughs> but what is your single most memorable moment? From a book, vaguely. Uh, you don't have to give the exact detail to spoil anyone, but like I could recite the whole chapter. <laughs> the Dune. No, it's not Dune. <laughs> um, it is in Children Ooh. of Time. I think it's chapter two or three, and I don't want to say what happens because I don't want to ruin the book. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, that's really when I got into reading. That's like the first. That's like the first book I chose on my own. Where like. Um, I was just like, this book sounds interesting and I will read. And they have a chapter. It's about a spider. It's so weird. It's just about a spider, a jumping spider. Mm -hmm. But it changes your perception of the entire book. And it's the first time a book, like, opened my eyes. And I, like, saw the vastness of a universe that a book can create. And how expansive a world can be inside a piece of literature where I'd never had that experience before. Like reading books in high school, you know, like just stuff you read for class, usually pretty mundane stuff. And even books I had read for pleasure weren't like anything crazy. I didn't know. That's why I had always said like growing up or even more than that, like till I was like 19, I was like, yeah, I don't really read because uh, when I would read something, it would just be like, yeah, that was fine. But it didn't, like, open my eyes. But that was the first time reading something where it was like, I've never experienced anything that mind-blowing or world-changing before. And I actually skipped my last two classes of the day <laughs> and sat in the library for four hours reading the book. God. So you just finished the book that day? Oh. No, it's a long book. Uh, but I, I read the vast majority of it. Yeah. Damn. And that was Children of Time, the first one. Yeah, that's the first book in the series. Yeah. So if you want to read Children of Time, if you want to have my experience, you only got to get to chapter two. Read, read like forty pages. Damn. And you'll have well. a, yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything as heavy as that. I, I hope to, you know, eventually. You know, I see people talk about that so much, so much. I don't think. Um, I'm as easily swayed. I don't know if that's just like me, but people always say like, oh, after I read this one book, it changed my perspective on life. I don't think I'll ever be that guy because I know everything already. I'm, like, You're just too smart. It, you can't... I, I don't really know the real reason why. I might just be so neutral. I'm not like a huge, you know, peaks and peaks kind of guy where I'm just like, mm -hmm. oh my God, my heart jumps out of my chest. But so mine, it's very simple. Just a, it was an anime moment almost but it just keeps me going 
It was in the first series I watched since I really started reading again. Superpowers, the mm. superhero book. And it was just a simple... It's a big part of the book where something happens to the university they're at. You know, like uh, an invasion of sorts. And the main character kind of steps in and he breaks. And it was just a classic display of raw power. And like, just like... Give me butterflies. I was like, God, it was so epic. Like, you know, there's those moments. It's like it's pure anime moment. Yeah. Or like some insane happens and like, you know, what, whatever. The main character kills someone they never thought they'd, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And that was my moment. And it was just, it was insane. I, that was like what really got me more into reading, of course. But I, I just sat there for a second. I was like, God, that was so epic and then yeah i don't even think deep yet i don't okay i don't think i agree with you i don't think i'll ever have a book i read that changes my perception on life like a like that was really cool and it got me into reading and it probably changed the course of my life and that's all but well maybe not well course, the course huh? of my of that day <laughs> of, of my hobbies not my, like my yeah but but um yeah i don't think i'll ever read a book and have a whole new philosophy on how I treat existence because I think those kind of like important truths come from like introspection and like self meditation. You're not going to get that from reading a philosophy book. Like maybe you get introduced to those ideas, but if you really want to understand them, you're going to have to look within yourself and find ways to relate them to your own life. You're not going to get that just from reading a book. You know, I, I sometimes worry or I sometimes wonder um, if it depends on what type of person, I know it does, obviously, on what type mm-hmm. of person you have, you are, if it's like, I, I don't want to, like, if you never thought about that before, like, because yeah. I have a couple buddies who are really into philosophical books, and they've said that a lot, that each book is, like, mind-blowing, it changes how they think about things. You think it's because they just never thought like that before? I always think about that, where it's just, like, they never thought in that way before, so it opens it up, whereas, yeah. like, I feel like, what are you possibly gonna say that I that my messed up mind hasn't considered? I think we're just at some point. I think we're just two boring people, and we spend a lot of time thinking. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Maybe because I, I feel like I've considered every option of like uh, at least simple thoughts, like oh, how how you should really think about life I think, and happiness. I think also we're both very. I don't know. If slow is the right word, or mm. like no, no, no. There's a word that comes after it, <laughs> but we're not. We're, like, slow to adapt ideals. So, like, you're not going to read a book that introduces a new way of thinking and immediately adopt that. And I'm not going to do that. We're going to, like, sit on it. And maybe we'll take some things from that. But we're not going to completely change our personality and based that, on a reading. That may be a bad thing, to be honest. It may yeah. be... Our lives may be better if we were to, to take, like, a, a whole different... But, I, yeah, I'm definitely not like that at all. I, like... I mean, it was it would take a lot for me to just change a little you know something like that but that's for like philosophical stuff as far as like normal series fantasy sci-fi it's more just like man this author is it's insane that he ever thought about that it's more like that yeah where it's like what you think reading could be for you it'll change that for me like i mean like it has now i mean i never liked reading and then just starting superpowers and then you know all these other books has made me realize like it's so awesome the the depth of a world you had all these all these potential universes and enjoyments that you didn't even know were there. Now exactly. they're just all waiting for you. And it's also more than you could ever get from a series for the most part. That's why it's, yeah. it's yeah. a Yeah, if you changer. wanted to like 
if you wanted to really adapt a book, it would take like hundreds of hours of visual storytelling. Even a simpler book like Ender's Game would take it take like a, a twenty hour movie to express all those emotions and feelings and go into depth about what characters are thinking, where in a book you can write that in a paragraph and, and you immediately get it. It's also like your own personal perception. Yeah. You gotta take it in you gotta imagine in a certain way that no matter what, once they bring it to fruition, it's gonna be like, ah, that's not exactly how I imagine it. Yeah. It's fine. That's like um the yeah. rule in horror where it's like don't show the monster for as long as you can because whatever you're imagining in your mind is always going to be scarier yeah. than what can be displayed on screen. And in in books, you get to do that the whole time because you never have to see anything. And maybe you're watching a movie and you're like, I don't like that actor. A book, you're always going to get a perfect performance because you're doing it in your yeah, own mind. Exactly. But yeah, that was our... I really do hope that I do have a more memorable eventually, something like you... But it might not never happen. It's also a different case because we're older. We have our own ideals already. It's going to be yeah. hard if we were to read these books when we were 12 years old. Yeah, I do think... That's a we, big factor. If we read something like Lord of the Rings in our more formative years... That sounds so stupid. I hate that word. <laughs> but if we, were, if we read it when we were younger, maybe our, our personalities would have changed a lot more and we would have... You know how like... When you're younger, you kind of like can become like a fanboy of something. Yeah, you take where, it with you with everything yeah, you where do. I feel like we don't really do that now. Even if we, like, even Children of Time, which is my favorite book, I'm not gonna like make that part of my personality. It's yeah. just something that exists. And it's also just who we are. We're not very valuable people like that. We're very. I don't know if that was a word. Valuable is a word. Really? Yeah. You saying malleable? Valuable. What does that mean? <sighs> You gotta, you gotta prove it to me. You got a dictionary of this word. It means that they're not perfect and likely to make mistakes and fail while they're doing it. Oh, that's what you mean. I'm more. Or, or that, did you mean malleable? No, no not malleable. That's not not really us. Malleable is like molding. I, I guess maybe. I, I think that's more of like a physical. Why are we, are we going to argue about definitions? Anyway, right <laughs> anyway, our minds aren't easily changed yeah. as we are as people. So I think that's a huge thing. I'm not gonna say we're contrarian, but. We kind of are. So I feel like I'm going to want to go against anything. That was a very contrarian thing to say <laughs> that you're not. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's a big factor. But Will you ever read Dune? That's such a stupid question. Why would you waste your thought-provoking question <laughs> on that? Because you still haven't read it. And I feel um... like... Okay, the reason I'm asking you this question is because Dune has ruined everything for me. Because it is in everything like i feel like everyone who has ever written any sort of sci-fi has taken inspiration from dune it is insane how um not persuasive what's the word influential, influential yeah. it has been on the entire sci-fi landscape books movies shows video games everything it's crazy so i mean it's the same as lord of the rings and I actually did think about it, but now I am not. No? Never going to read it? You ruined it. I'm not going to... I don't want anything to, you know, mess up my perception of the books. Same with Lord of the Rings now. I really want to read it before I read everything else. Mm -hmm. But isn't it so much better if I don't know where everything came from? Everything is just its own thing. I mean, but that's a valid answer. But... I do want to read Dune eventually, but I just don't think I'd like it. And uh, my TBR is too long now. 
I think, I think once like you read years. it, you'll realize that it's the first sci-fi book to have compelling political and social ideas perfectly integrated into a sci-fi story. So in way, in a way, that's always going to be in every story you read. That's why you can say Dune is in everything because everything's going to have some sort of social or political intrigue. But it's just so hard not to notice because the way is integrated is so interesting that I don't know if there's another way to do it. So because it was the first, it is automatically just the gene father of every other sci-fi. Yeah, but also it's true because nothing else really happens. Like It's not like a huge action adventure. It's all about the political and social aspects, right? I mean, that's what... I mean, there is a lot of action adventure in it. Oh. Yeah, but it's just like, when would I read it at this point? I, I need to try it. Um, but yeah, I'd rather be ignorant to it, to be honest. Now that you said that, made it that is, point. Also, we've talked about this together before, but it is one of those books where you probably won't love it the first time you read it. Exactly. And you got to read it two to three times to be like, oh, that's what was going on, or, oh, this is how this connects. And I personally hate that. I hate <laughs> stuff like that But it's so like much. Nice. <laughs> I hate where you have to understand stuff. I'm just not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of a Just deep... no think. Just just look. I, <laughs> I, hate a, I hate a deep, you know, convoluted... It's not even that complicated, honestly. It's, the book we're reading now is probably <clears throat> more complicated, but it's just... I guess not, because it's harder to understand. Oh. It's just... This is a good book. I'll get to it eventually, but I feel like it's on the same, not the same plane, but Malazan, Mm -hmm. Book of the Fall, like those are supposed to be extremely complicated. And it's just like so weird. I almost feel like you're trying to like it. Like you're just like, (laughs) man, I have to read it six times, but after that, like, no, you shouldn't have read it six times, I do feel like Malazan is written to be intentionally complicated. Yeah. Where Dune... Just it just it exists on its own as like this phenomena that just happened because the first Dune book, even Frank Herbert's other works have never lived up to that level. So you could say it's just like a fluke that it was that good and it hasn't been replicated since then. And not to say, not to say that there aren't better books than Dune, but just nothing that landscape changes. Well, yeah, it's also hard to compare. Same as Lord of the Rings. It was one of the first to do it, so it could just, you know, it kind of takes yeah. that. It's like trying to. Re- it's like trying to write a joke after 1603 when Don Quixote was written. Yeah. It's like the origin of comedy and tragedy, and it's like anything you write after that is just gonna be. <clears throat> it's gonna be a replica. Uh, watered down. It's kind of like a. Yeah. You just gonna no matter what you get to feel like, man. They kind of just took it from there, but it's also like. Yeah, that's just yeah. how it. Because that's like the uh, the baseline. You just the thing. I don't believe this, by the way, but um, the thing that there are only seven stories to tell. It's like a, it's like it's a thing that that humans can only create seven stories. What? And every story is just a different way of telling one of those seven. You should. I don't know the seven, but like, I'm mm. just gonna make this up. But like, the comedy, the tragedy, oh. and it's just like every story. It's just gonna be a branch off or, or it's just gonna be like the ro- um, it's gonna be like romance, parent troubles, and yeah, every book is just I gonna mean, be like it's all the same structure. Yeah. It has to be. I mean, that's just how it works. I and mean, you just add uniqueness in a certain way. But yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I don't think it. I actually don't think it'll dilute my 
appreciation for other books if I were to read Dune. Because mm-hmm. I do plan on reading Lord of the Rings eventually as well. But I kind of just, you know, we kind of got ahead of ourselves. Like, I wanted to do this slow start, but then we started this, and now it's like, do I really want to go back? Um, yeah, I also haven't read Lord of the Rings yet. And I do terrible. think... But he knows everything about it. Yeah, <laughs> I watched the lore. <laughs> but um, I do think that it will be a different perspective for us having read these more niche series. And then eventually when we do read Lord of the Rings, we'll kind of understand what a fantasy book is more than if we would have read it in high school and that was like our first big epic fantasy. Then we already have that kind of in our heads See, and maybe we'll understand it quicker than well, a normal person would. I actually perceive it in the other way. Same as where I don't want to read it to ruin everything else. Mm-hmm. I'm almost scared that we go back and we don't love it as much as everyone mm-hmm. else because we're so used to the newer stuff that is, you know, obviously Lord of the Rings paved the way, but these new things are probably doing some stuff better. And I'm like, yeah. what if I just like everything else more? It's like, uh, it's a fair. Yeah. It's like, could, <laughs> could, uh, could the sixties Boston Celtics beat even like the Memphis Grizzlies now? Yeah. Probably not because sports and athleticism Humans. has advanced so much further and we understand so much more about training now and yeah. we're so much more specialized in basketball, that specific sport, that you know, even though they are the best for their time, in the future, once you have that as a basis to learn off of, you can just improve on top of Yeah, it. and I also feel like I see it so much where people say Lord of the Rings is their favorite series, but then you hear the same thing. I read it when I was 14, 15. It's yeah. like, yeah, you know, it's hard to say because I think it's more rare that people read it in their adulthood and they take everything back that they've ever read as like a lie. Lord of the Rings is better than everything. I think everyone appreciates it. That's no, you know. Let's insert this clip in 2027 after you read Lord of the Rings and we're like, damn. That was the best thing I've ever read. <laughs> I really hope it is. I really do hope it's better than anything. Give me like a year. Maybe no a year. no date on when Dune will be yeah, read. Tentative. So I've read it four times. so Still don't understand it. God. I, if only I knew how to read, it would be so much easier. <laughs> Just keep looking at it. I don't know. What am I supposed to gain from this? Y'all really like this? <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> but yeah, that was all... Our about questions. questions. I enjoyed this. I think we had a really good answer yeah, really to it. We, good. It gave way to way more interpretation than our yeah. usual, obviously. Well, we're working. We're we're improving every day. Yeah. <laughs> Strive for greatness, kid from Ohio. Um, it's what LeBron James says on all of his tweets and stuff. Man, a lot of the sports stuff today. I'm just feeling sports. He also doesn't watch sports. He just he just. I watch the NBA. No. Okay, I watch the NBA playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. If we do another one of these, um, which we probably will, I think it would be fun to have a third person and do three questions each. Like we each bring three questions. Uh, nine. Okay, one of us can bring four. I'm just saying, uh, I think we could get a lot more, a lot more, no clue. whatever. We can get a lot more into these questions and we can pull more out of each other with oh. a, a third dynamic. Yeah. Because we are so similar in our thought process that in general, if you ask me and Drake any question, we will give a fairly similar answer. To I think it. it's especially true for more like 
especially philosophical. With, yeah, especially uh, that's going to be things, hard. Especially with, yeah, well, especially with things that are a little bit more heady, we're going to yeah. think similar. So if we brought in someone, a wild a, card. Uh, it's a wild card. Well, when we do... Um, we're actually going to walk anyone, on the streets. and please <laughs> join the Discord. If anyone joins the Discord... And please, we need someone to talk to. <laughs> and recommends a Stephen King book. Uh, we'll do the podcast with Andre, yeah, Andre and we'll have nice. Andre on here for that as well. well and he knows so videos. much more about books than us, yeah. so it'd be nice to. Have but just anyone, else. you know, anyone that's different from us would be awesome. I don't know if Michael's different from us; he may be the same. No, Mike and I are very similar. Damn it! But <laughs> <laughs> um, you tend to, I mean, <laughs> just a sneak preview for any of you that listen this far. A man named Michael will be on an episode about the book Superpowered eventually. And Cradle. And Cradle. Uh, Michael, I'm just going to call him out right here. If he, he does listen to it. And I think he is on the Discord. Michael's basically giving me every single recommendation I have for a book. And I've read it and loved mm-hmm. it. So that kind of just adds to like, obviously we're very similar. Everything he yeah. likes, I like. But still, it'd be nice to have a huge discussion. And my brother too is reading along with us. We never get Cole on camera. I've never even seen him. He always scuttles away. I yeah. see him at the corner of my eye. <laughs> so he's always there. <laughs> if we can ever get Cole on, he can be on these too. But uh, I think that's it. Unless you you have anything more to add? No, I think that's all. I think this is a good episode. We should definitely do more of these. Um, Tomorrow, recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One a day we'll record. <laughs> Thank you everyone for watching. That's not like I was about to start a prayer. <laughs> like. <laughs> Everyone rise. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for watching this video. No, Everyone, please um, rise. Thank you for watching the video. Um, this will be up. Well, you know where it's up. But uh, I'm going to post this to the podcast. And damn. please check out the TikTok. We're trying to get some traction. Yeah. And Discord. Discord's like, <laughs> we just want someone. It's funny. It's so, please. It's so funny how Discord is our main thing. And it's like. Well, it's going to be the hardest to have yeah, traction. Yeah, we already knew that. Our TikTok's blown up, though. I think we're up to three followers, and only two of those are me and Drake. So we're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for watching. Uh, so, it's going to be like, when this uploads, it'll probably be the next week that um, Priory the Orange Tree video comes out. So if you're participating in that, make sure you finish oh, up do that we want it to, long-ass book. Do you want it to be a surprise about the... Yeah, well, no, I'm not going to mention that. Then. Okay. Yeah, that... Keep it under wraps. It's going to be a surprise <laughs> drop. Rat. So. Okay. Yep. Thank you for watching. Do you want to do the, your little signature thing? Yep. And without further ado, pause and...